Hello and welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. Good evening, this is Paul Sidney. Hey, hey Paul. Much, I'm in a much more uh, sober mood than I was the last time we spoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's uh, it is episode 50. We have we have crossed a milestone, or in the process of crossing said That's milestone. Right. That's right. So we've been around for just over a year, and uh, we've managed to pull out 50 episodes somehow, right. some way. Mm-hmm. So uh, that being said, cheers. Cheers. I like to think that you know we've made some progress and or contributed on some level to uh, the things that are going on out there. I po- think hopefully that positively. might be a little lofty, but but I. But that's nice. Um, yeah, it's a nice sentiment. Well, we've got uh, no, we, we've got some consistent uh, listeners out there, and uh, sure. I definitely appreciate the uh, all of you that have stuck with us through uh, through good episodes and bad. And uh, I do, you know? I do as well. And I I love it if one of you ever wanted to tell me how it is. I haven't heard many. <laughs> I've heard some good feedback just, just through word of mouth. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's been I think it's been enjoyable. I say I, I want to know how it is because I haven't listened to anyone. Well, yeah. I mean, Paul, it's like, should I bother? Well, I mean, I I look at it as I, mean, I already know what I think. I don't know. What, well, okay. Maybe you should. Maybe you should follow us. Do you even follow us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pretty sure. Well, that's good. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, we wanted to record a little bit sooner, but uh, you know, one of the lessons learned for for the badge of politics is, uh, yeah, don't schedule your recordings during uh, metal shows. So. Right, there was a metal fest. In <laughs> yeah, fact, we thought was. about taking refuge over Puddler's Hall, I should say. Yeah, and and they had a, another part of the metal fest over there. Yeah, uh, you couldn't even go to Cactus Club. No, uh, I mean there's always bands, but they were part of a metal fest. Mm-hmm. So there was a neighborhood metal fest happening this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was bad timing, but that's okay. We there got was, we got things going now. They were and, celebrating uh, we'll the melting forward. of the late April snow. Oh, and, thankfully, mm-hmm. thankfully we're into the fifties here and in, uh, in the in the Midwest. And uh, a little bit looking Barely. forward to uh, real uh, spring for real. So, so what are our topics this evening? Well, I mean, the, the, in, in terms of what's going on, there's a lot going on in sports right now. We want to talk uh, about the winter sport still. Well, I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks uh, had game five in Boston tonight. Came up short. They were robbed about a minute and a half left. Uh, the, uh, the refs blew a uh, shot clock violation call by the Celtics. So. That gave the Celtics another possession, and and the Bucks were down by five at that point. So what could have been a one possession game with more than a minute left? Yeah, it's didn't pretty pan out. disappointing. Yeah, um, it is a great series. It, it is. Really I mean, is. The, the Bucks came back down two. My favorite two at home. Five thirty eight did a nice write up on it, calling it one of the best series of the year. I think it's been exciting. Um, what to see? What look for next in the uh, Boston Milwaukee series? Yeah. I mean, to see the national coverage like that. Of course, they're owned by ESPN, but that even says more. I think uh, it really says something. I was at the. I had the uh, good fortune of going on Friday night, and I was shocked. Yeah, how was the crowd? Uh, well, as, as my partner likes to say, she's like, "Who are these people who play Boston tonight, and what did they do with our bucks?" <laughs> it was so confusing. Yeah, like how good they looked. The crowd was. Really into it. Yeah. And, uh, at one point, though, I I had to like literally lead the entire 400 section, and the defense chant. They were lack, lack like kind of falling off, and yeah. the, the, the what looked like a safe lead was kind of winnowing, winnowing down midway through the third quarter. Well, that was the that and, then, was, and then we stopped them. Then Thon Megan yeah. got a few blocks right after I led the defense. Chant. That was the closer game so, on Friday, and then no, it and, wasn't. It was a blowout. 
Oh, right. We yeah. won by 26. You won by 26, and then, yeah, it was... Uh, Sunday was a nail by Sunday was a little bit closer than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there were some foul calls that didn't go our way. Um, but they they pulled it out. Well, the Boston so. people say we got the calls. Yeah, well. And that's why we won. I guess it's all They They, they think we got robbed. They think they got robbed on Sunday. Yeah. But, you know. Well, they're up 3-2 now. So they, now, now it comes back to Milwaukee on Thursday, and so we'll see... Uh, We'll see what happens next time around. They we'll, also we'll said they can't wait. To do, one of the Boston fans on Twitter said they can't wait to beat all the MAGA fans here, the Make America Great Again fans. Yeah, little does he know. Like, if, I think if you if you pulled the uh, the, the book, yeah, people the who watch fans. basketball generally <laughs> are not MAGA people. Well, it's also really insulting. Neither is the ownership group or the the players. I imagine for that matter. So it's also just like it's really was, wasn't the the Bucks were one of the first teams that actually announced. That they weren't going to right. stay at, at any Trump-owned hotels, right? Right. It's going just, forward, it's so insulting. Yeah, you know, no, they like talk about East Coast that's elitism. Just, that's just trolling. That's just trolling. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, baloney. Yeah. Um, I mean, other other sports news. The, the Brewers are uh, still doing uh, pretty well. Bra- seven Braun, in a row. Seven in a row. Braun had a uh, Braun hit a thousand RBIs over the weekend. So that's uh, so that's good. It's good to see. They're fifteen and nine, I think. Yeah. So that means a whole lot of nothing at this point in the season, no, other than it's a nice. It's start. April, but it's but you, I mean you'd rather be fifteen or nine than nine and fifteen. So right, it makes you think that uh, they really are probably just a pitcher away. Like I was thinking, they were a starter, starting pitcher. I still think they are away because a, another starting quality starting pitcher. Yeah, that you can rely that on that can make a difference. This well, is, it helps. Some, on the, well, it, somebody that can stop, you know, like like any like so that they don't go. Then on you don't wear out streaks. all your, you know, your seventh inning relievers either. Like you yeah. give them a good chance of having at least a couple days off in a week, right? Which is important. You can't put out Josh Hader. 162 times a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you do, his arm will fall off, or at the very least, his, he'll start tipping his pitches. Yeah, and he'll get hit hard. Mm-hmm. That's what always happens in those in those middle relievers. They could, they're really only good for about 80 appearances. Yeah, and that's if they're really good. They're usually good for 50 appearances at the most, right? Even, you know, average ones. And so we think we've got good relievers, but they're not going to be that great when, when they're in their. 80th appearance or 100th appearance uh, after Labor Day well, because because the starters don't go more than five innings. Well, the, the Brewers closer right now, Knable, is hurt, so he's mm-hmm. he's not coming back till probably Memorial Day, I think. Which even which even is going to tax the rest of the bullpen. Yeah, more. no, um, totally. In the short run, I guess it would be a big shot in the arm when he gets back. So that would yeah, be for sure. Helpful. But it does make you think, though, that they probably should make that trade before the deadline. To add that arm because the team probably is well when they get it, to, is that close when they get Cable really back. Good. I mean, it'll be they'll be at the end of May, beginning of June, and they'll have a couple months there to to figure something out. So right. if, if they if they determine that the middle relief isn't getting it done, or there's the shortcomings in the starters, or somebody gets hurt, I think they'll have a window of opportunity. Yeah, I just don't think. I, mean, I would just argue that just to make it clear, you're not going to solve the middle relief by adding more middle relievers. You're going to solve it by finding a quality starter oh, sure. that eats up six innings every five days. Yeah, and um, I agree. at least I agree uh, five, six to seven innings. And unfortunately, right now we've got a few of them that can maybe go four or five. Yeah, on a good day. Um, and so I think that that would be a big test 
of how serious they are is if they make that move. So other uh, other uh, news here in the Badger State, uh, we've got the governor's race, obviously, that's starting to get kind of ramped Ooh, up. I so feel there, that there, wave uh, that, that getting ready to crest. I hear sarcasm coming from the other side of the table from me. But. Uh, <laughs> we have, I, 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 I mean, despite all the cheerleading, and I think there's a lot to celebrate, I, I, I do remain skeptical of some of the things that are that are afoot. Um, one of the, one thing that leaked last week, and I, I think it was probably just a trial balloon put out, it was in the news that Tom Barrett, our our, our mayor of Milwaukee, who's run for governor uh, three <laughs> times, yeah, uh, he ran in in the in the primary back when Jim Doyle became governor, and then he ran against Walker twice. So he's floating the idea of running for governor again. Uh, justification being that he's he's not satisfied with the field that is uh, currently in the primary. So the fabulous online newspaper, weekly, what have you, you call it, it's really just it's constantly updated. The Milwaukee Record, and I mean yeah. it is fabulous, wrote a hilarious piece yeah. called um, four, uh, Part 4 is More Entertaining Than uh, Barrett's Fourth Run for the Governor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, it, it, this whole thing, I mean, I think it's a non-starter. I mean, I think... If you want to know how I feel, please read that article in the Milwaukee That just record. kind of mimics, uh, we can even post that. They kept saying, you got to be shitting me. Uh, right. Uh, that's about how I feel about Barrett's fourth fourth cry. I w- yeah, I want, I, I want absolutely no part of it. And I say that as somebody who's been supportive of Tom Barrett... Previously for governor, but as mayor of Milwaukee, he, I think he's yeah, actually I'd done, probably vote for him again for mayor. He he's done a lot of good for this city. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's yes, accomplished yes. a lot. Yes. He's done well. He's a good guy, um, and he is. He's he, a he, nice was, guy. he was he was great when he was in, he was a, previously a congressman from from the north side of Milwaukee. Great might be a stretch, but okay. I think he was well, okay. I think he, he was. I, I think if you go down the issue, I take one was, more. Uh, but I would take one more personally. That's fine, but I don't think there's a lot of. There's not a lot of daylight in between, I think, Gwen Moore and Barrett on the issues. All right, all right. I mean, Gwen Moore is just more fun. I mean, drug testing people who take the more than the standard deduction, mm-hmm. you know, if they make over $150,000 a year. Yeah. Because no, you I, don't want to subsidize multimillionaires who, sure, use, sure. who abuse substances. Barrett, I think, is like, a kind brilliant. of... He, he, Barrett is more... He's a different. Uh, he has a different temperament than I think. Or she also more. she wanted to double the uh, Senate uh, security budget for uh, Senate pages um, if Roy Moore had gotten elected to the U.S. Senate. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, great. yeah, she's she's running a bunch of statement bills, but what what should you be doing? Well, you're, that's you're what from a blue seat, well, especially if you're in the minority, right? I mean, in a super that's blue how, seat, that, that's how you you make your your, right. your case. Glenmore, I mean, it's funny, but she's also kind of a champion. She's making a point too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So this will, in a nutshell, and I don't think we need to spend too much time on it. I think the Barrett for governor thing is a non-starter. I don't think it's getting. Any momentum, like I said, I think it was just a trial balloon that was floated, and mm-hmm. I think it went nowhere. And and, and 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 it's possible that Police Academy Four is a better uh, <laughs> use of your time than talking about Barrett running <laughs> it for the four, fourth time. I mean, they they compare Barrett's fourth run to Rocky Four. I think. Um, the, so what, the Nightmare what, on I Elm guess, Street Four. I guess what what merits more Batman and Robin and Police Academy. Here's 4. a question though: like, mm-hmm. what merits more discussion, 
Tom Barrett running for governor as the mayor of Milwaukee or Paul Soglin running for governor as the mayor of Madison? Because well, I don't, I think, I think, bad. right. I think they're both kind of equally I ridiculous. Soglin's defense, he hasn't run against Walker twice and lost. That's true. Um, so yeah, I would go with that. But I just think it's still uh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean Soglin, yeah, is, is a real dead letter mm-hmm. I think, when it comes to running for governor. And here's the thing. I think the one thing that the Barrett trial balloon tells us is that Walker's in deep shit. Well, he, yeah. he is beatable. We can't blow this. Well, um, I think that some of these candidates can beat him, but I don't think it might just be a do no harm. Right. And win kind of thing. Just because of how the state is a swing state. We're seeing much redder places go Democratic. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, Alabama being, you know, first and foremost. But that, that said, it's going to take enormous effort. It Walker is. will have a field campaign. He will get his supporters. He will have up, a lot of money. And he already it will does. take a real effort on the field. Somewhat, I don't know, Herculean, but at least heroic effort. In the field, getting people out to vote, getting people excited to vote, getting people well, registered, getting people past their photo ID. That means you got to have a candidate that inspires support. Tom Barrett, I don't think, is that candidate. No. And I mean, so... And I also think several of these candidates in the running are not that candidate either. Well, sure. Like, yeah. And, including, unfortunately, Kathleen Beinhout. I have to rule her well, out. Well, and we whittled down the... Uh, on a previous episode, we, we whittled down the field to our final four, five, what, final what six were they? or whatever. I forgot. I have it right here, actually. Uh, Tony Evers, Mila Mitchell... Kelder Roy's, Andy Gronick, Matt Flynn, and Dana Walks. Oh our final gosh. six. Okay, so so I think when with that, I mean, I was watching Tony Evers mm-hmm. on uh, Mike Gouche's interview the other night. Yeah, and I'm sorry, that guy looks so old. He just not. I cannot picture so him. the camera. You think the contrast of the camera between oh, Scott Walker and Tony Evers is just going to be bad presentation? And he doesn't look Bernie Sanders old, like old and savvy. <laughs> no, nah, he looks old. He looks as uh, I once heard described. I think the New York Times once described this one. It's about somebody. He looks retiring. <laughs> okay. And he really yeah. does. It's just like, you almost feel like you gotta give the guy a break and not vote for him so that he can go <laughs> retire. Like out of mercy? He, sort of. <laughs> it just doesn't look appropriate. He looks like that guy who is too old. Like, like what? Like, did he lose like some investments or something that he has mm. to work at this age? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, actually he has a better haircut than he used to. Not yeah. that I should be one to well, talk. Well, that's good. Maybe but, he found, found a new, but, uh, you know, sense, but so uh, right. Yeah, then we had Malin Mitchell, we had Calderoy's, Andy Gronick, Matt Flynn, Dana Walks. I mean, Gronick, I think, is so weird because all he did was, you know, he hadn't worked in a couple of years. He was spending yeah. his time suing somebody over over his house that had mold in it, right. which is, I, I think, that's weird. And get, well, yeah, and I think there's probably there, there's more bad press to come. I think when with uh, right. with that, and I, I mean, I like him, but I, 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 he's also so fucking bland. I mean, I saw yeah. him at an event the other night, and he just sits in the corner of the room. He just he doesn't have it. I, um, think, I, I, I really, I'm I'm taking a close look at Kelda Royce. I really, Kelda, I, yep. I, I really think that she could be the dark horse, Kelda. I wouldn't count out Malin yet. No, I, I for saw sure. him today. Um, I think Kate, on the streets Kelda, in Milwaukee was out with the 
the teachers mm-hmm. uh, protesting outside uh, MPS's budget hearing where they're getting ready to cut cut the budget and yeah. you know standing up for public educators, which is important because there's kind of a rap that he's not that great on it. And I think that's that's silly. And then you know Cal is really strong. I think on a lot of progressive values. And then I guess Locks maybe. Yeah, maybe boring is good, but he well, is so boring. I, but that's what but I think. Like I said previously, like boring yeah. could be in again because of what we're dealing with at a national level. Like maybe, maybe people take some solace in the fact that, like, hey, here's this guy who just wants to run for office and like do right by his state, and that's good enough. It does. He doesn't have to be the charismatic. How figure. about crazy Matt Flynn? Matt Flynn, I mean, I think, you know, he's obviously one of the more institutional figures that's running. I don't count him out just because he's got connections, he's got money, and that could, Some people that could, really like him. Yeah. Uh, and a when lot he was of previously really chair like of the state party. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that was so long ago. It was ago. some time ago. And, and he always, he stuck in the past. He actually looks more vigorous mm-hmm. than uh, Tony Evers. Yeah. But Tony Evers... Uh, at least talks in current in yeah. the current dialect, right? Like it, it's like Tony Evers is. I think he's got uh, Tony Evers may have a better finger on the pulse, right? Tony Evers does because he's currently right. serving. He sounds like he's punched it, you know, punched the clock and gone to work at some point <laughs> in the twenty first century. Whereas yeah. Flynn doesn't sound like you that you talk about retiring. He seems very retired. Mm-hmm. So, so that may uh, that alone may uh, may count him out. Yeah, he just looks a little more. Yeah. More vigorous, so maybe maybe it just maybe we should just make sure we take pictures of Evers' good side, the young side, or something <laughs> right. like that. I don't know. So I mean, what I mean, what I would say though is that I mean, after as we as we reported on you know in our previous podcast, the whole Rebecca Dallet election uh, when she got elected to the state supreme court and, and it wasn't even close. Walker right. went on a tweet storm. And it was try- I think he was trying to uh, rally, up, rally up the, the yeah, rally. and he did it at, at events following that. Yeah, and I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to you know snap fingers in in front of people's faces and be like, wake the fuck up, because I do think that there is a sense, especially he's by, thinking it's, it's a weak it's, field and any of them could beat him given the climate. But but I, th- but I think he understands that there's a lot of people right now that are. Supportive of Trump and, and and voting Republican who are overconfident because they think that their worldview really has caught on to the extent that they believe it is in their little Twitter sphere or their tribal yeah. tribal company that they're associating themselves with. Like they believe that they that their their stuff has a lot more support than it really right, does. Right, and right. so they don't they may not be as inspired to a give money to candidates or campaign or get gather signatures or go door to door or go out go out to vote for that matter. And so I think he's sounding the alarm bells for a good reason. I think Walker understands how at risk he is, but I think the challenge he has is actually getting his voters to understand right. just how bad it could be. No, that's true. And it could be working, too, because if you look at, um, say, today's special election in Arizona, Arizona 8, which which had about the same partisan breakdown as, uh, the at least in the last presidential election, as the Pennsylvania election that went to the Democrats. Right. 
was even better than, say, Alabama, which the Democrats won. Mm-hmm. And the Republican did wind up carrying the district pretty comfortably, actually. She won by almost, uh, it appears, like 6% at least. Uh, was what, about 5,000 votes or something like that? 9,000. 9,000? Okay. Yeah, it appears. But Trump carried I mean, it by a much larger a, margin, right. I believe. So he it, did, 21 points. So it was about a 15, net 15 point. Swing to the Democrats. And, they, and, and Republican Debbie Lesko was the one Debbie that, Lesko. Uh, so that, she, that won. They, they're finding a way. They saw the warning signs. They saw what happened in, say, Pennsylvania 18. They saw what happened in Wisconsin Supreme Court race, Wisconsin Senate District 10, yeah. and other seats around the country, the Alabama Senate. They, they funneled money there. They got a decent candidate. What I'm pointing out is that the Republicans aren't napping anymore. No. They caught on. And it looks like they're walking out of this with a solid victory. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a, it's still an underperformance compared to what Trump got. Yeah, but it's a solid victory. The, it's at least a, a stop the bleeding. Right. Um, I think you're going to see similar things happen in uh, these Wisconsin legislative elections, the special elections. I think there's a reason the Republicans might have stopped objecting to it. Is it these are heavily Republican districts, mm-hmm. and if they can get a win or two out of there, they can say, "Look, we're stopping the bleeding." Yeah, and let's try to build the appearance of momentum, even if they continue to underperform typical Republican performance. Yeah, at least the appearance can create that. That's their hope can create momentum. So I wouldn't say that, like, say Baldwin's out of the woods yet, or. Uh, no, where Walker's definitely done, especially since we don't have even have a candidate yet. Well, sure, and I mean, well, in Baldwin, I think I continue to have confidence that she's she's going to pull it out, but the opposition is going to have uh, a lot of money behind. They're going to have a lot of money, and and they're going to and they could potentially they're going to have U line money behind them, right? And they could possibly have a big boost with the the Walker reelect enthusiasm. True, true. So, um, you know, I just I don't count out. Uh, don't count out the right on, on the Wisconsin Senate seat. Don't count right. out Walker. Well, sure. and closer to home, so we've got we've got uh, uh, for Paul Ryan's seat. Obviously, uh, Paul Ryan previously announced that he will not be seeking re-election, uh, and the only other person on the on the ballot at the time was Paul Nalen, who has been you know kicked off of not Twitter for right. being a racist. Yeah. Yeah, so they got um, some Republicans. So we we have we have uh, we have a few, and then the the biggest name right now is uh, Brian Stile, who announced this past week uh, he previously worked for Ryan as a staffer. He was re- appointed to the uh, UW Board of Regents by Walker a couple years back. So he looks just like he, Paul Ryan. He looks like a junior Paul Ryan. He really does. He looks like his brother. I mean, he, you could, I mean, if, if you told them, if you told somebody they were brothers, I mean, you would pretty commit, much. It would be very convincing. So, um, yeah, I think he's uh, he's in his mid to late thirties. Yeah, um, thirty-seven yeah. years old, maybe. I sure hope he's the nominee. I mean, yeah, because on the issues, they're exactly the same. If, if, right. I think that Randy Bryce has a perfect was a perfect contrast to Paul Ryan, and I think that you know uh, Samantha Kirkman. Who is the one I thought mm-hmm. might have a chance? I'm not sure she's getting. In. Is she in? Or no, not? Not, I think not? everybody in the state legislature that was toying with the idea of running for Congress has decided she's a state, state of course. And let's. I'm well, gonna, I, hold on. I probably shouldn't even say this then, but I think she'd be a good candidate, a stronger candidate against. Uh, Perhaps she, she's a more moderate Republican, and she's uh, kind of like the person who just won in Arizona, right? Yeah, and then she's also. Um, 
a woman, and uh, I mean, she's not really moderate. Let's be honest; she's very right wing on the yeah. bills, but she's kind of maybe more appealing though than, than yeah. Like but I think style, style I they're clearing the field for style. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's. I think he's going to be the heir apparent, just given his, pretty, given his ties to Ryan. It's a pretty far right district. I mean, Dallas still didn't carry her, from what I understand. I think she only got forty eight percent. So it does show that. That it's still an uphill battle. That said, right. if I'm Randy Bryce, I say, hey, it's it's Ryan Part Two, and it's it's, it's a guy who just is not, you know, he's not a working guy or no, in I touch think with he, the working people in the right. district at all. I think the fact that just he, like Ryan, the, he the wants to cut the safety would, net. He wants to he wants to cut put people like make people work until they die, so they have no social <laughs> insurance, right? No pensions, no no social security, no nothing. Well, and the fact that he works for Ryan, I think you, I think you use that right. to tie him directly to him and say like, this is the guy that Ryan wants to, yeah, to carry on his legacy, right? Right. So I mean, it basically, might as well be Paul Ryan on the ballot, exactly. So and I, and I do think that I mean, from listening to right wing talk radio locally, I think they are they are definitely underestimating Randy Bryce. They're trying they're trying to paint him as you know somebody who's you know not a productive member of society and like all this all all these all these stereotypes. And they're and I think what they're doing is they're, they're neglecting the fact that like a lot of the I think t- the more they play that up, the better. Because, well, yeah, I mean, because I think I think they're they're trying to say like, oh, well, you know, Randy Bryce has had troubles throughout his life, yeah, whether it be financially or society. I drove over the Holland Bridge the other day, <laughs> and the Holland or today actually, I believe, um, and the Holland Bridge. I know Randy. He he used to post Facebook pictures when he was working on the Holland Bridge mm-hmm. long before he was even considered. Running against Paul Ryan, yeah, long before this election cycle. I mean, yeah, I mean, he doesn't produce the society well. If you drive over the frickin' Hone Bridge, he and thousands of other iron workers are doing really hard work getting that done. Exactly, uh, Northwestern Mutual Tower, the Bucks Arena, you name it. And, I mean, not that he built it yeah, all. The iron, own, but he, the, he, the he, iron workers were involved in all of that. He's a he, he's one of the of major contributors. Yeah, I so. think, I think. Randy Bryce is definitely underestimated yeah. in this race for sure. So, say he's unproductive all you guys want. Yeah. So all right, I, I saw him today. He he's where he needs to be. I uh, you know out with people today again. I have confidence that he's going to be able yep. to compete in, in fall. So yeah, yeah, right. Uh, he had Rob. He's got Rob Hansen on his team too. I like Rob. Oh, there you Rob's go. A good guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so with that, I think we're going to wrap up episode fifty. But Rob uh, was a former chair of the Democratic Party yes. in Milwaukee. Yeah, okay. in, in Milwaukee County. Yeah. You want to wrap us up? You can, let's wrap it up. I want to give a shout out to my guy Rob. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I did. I did. Okay. I did, but yeah, that's what, what's done is done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's fifty in the books, folks. Right. So um, again, thanks for all your support. Go Dallas! Congratulations! Yes. The big win. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Um, and go Bucks and go Brewers. There you go. And go forward. (laughs) Yes. Forward, folks.